0: Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Well, okay, let's do it. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Happy damn Monday to you. We have uh, a long political week ahead of us. The big old, well, the second GOP debate is going to happen this Wednesday night uh, at the Reagan Library. Hey, I just work here, man. (laughs) i just work here i'll be watching it far into the night uh while you know looking at crap on youtube uh during the uh uh, while it's going on i don't expect much of anything interesting to happen but i i want to talk about the migrant god i hate that word the illegal alien crisis that we're dealing with right now thousands upon thousands upon thousands more illegals traipsing over the border uh over the past weekend and uh yeah i i i was i'm with the last thursday <clears throat> uh, and i held off saying anything about this last week because i was gonna go back yesterday but we uh we had too much stuff going on um i went by the resource center for the first time um i was going down to the oblate to uh get some stuff at the gift store and that's a whole nother store and i'll tell you about that in a second but if you're you know you're familiar with that area uh, of San Antonio, you got the Oblate and then you got the, uh, the, the you know the Lourdes uh, 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 Grotto where we go and light our candles and stuff and say our prayers, and really you're just a uh, hop, skip, and a jump away uh, from San Pedro where the Resource Center is. And I drove by there on Thursday and just, just kind of sat across the street. Uh, in that strip mall there, just adjacent, what is it, Cage Avenue? I think it's, it's odd. It's Cage Avenue, right? Uh, right across the street. And I sat there for about 10 minutes. And this was later in the day. This was around, around 4.30 on Thursday. Um, so I don't know how many people passed through that resource center on that day. It looked like by the time I got there, they moved a lot of people out. Uh, I sat there for 10 minutes and uh, saw about four buses come and go in that time. It was kind of hard to determine if people were getting... I think people were getting on the buses. But they're massive buses, by the way. These are not just you know via buses. These are big old honking caravan buses. And at that time of the day... I want to go again when it's a little earlier in the day, but at at that time of the day, uh, there's maybe I don't know, 50 or 60 people milling about right there at the resource center. You're driving through that area of san pedro and you're seeing clumps of young men everywhere but at the resource center proper maybe about 50 people 60 people and you know when they say it's mostly young men at this stage it's honestly almost all young men it's not even mostly it's like all young men i i in the group that i saw they weren't all together they're they're often little groups Uh, I saw, because I was looking for him. I saw two women and one child. The rest of them were all young men. And by that, I mean, you know, maybe late late teens, early 20s. Uh, They're obviously uh, folks from the same country uh, are hanging out together in groups. They're walking all over the place. Uh, and another thing that I noticed that was interesting, uh, it, 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 it may, I started to look for this now when I see the the video from like Eagle Pass and and some of these other areas along the border. A lot of these young men, you know what's weird? They ain't got no possessions. They don't have a bag. They don't have a knapsack. They or a, a, a what do you call the, the you know backpack? They don't have anything. A lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. And they're just young dudes with nice sneakers (laughs) you know i mean i took notice of that and they all got a cell phone uh and it's you know it's it's startling when you really see it with your and i'm not this was not a big thing that i saw again it was only about 50 people at that time of day i suspect there's many more people there during the day and early in the morning well which is why i want to go back but yeah a lot of young men uh you know and when you so when you hear this crap about how well you know these are these are families they're they're coming from crummy countries where they're oppressed they're escaping oppression and torture and awfulness it's like the hell they are at this point it's mostly yeah young dudes and you know i kept thinking well you know, I mean, to what extent are these uh, cartel guys? I mean, we know that, uh, uh, we talked about this earlier, that some of these countries are emptying their prisons. I think Venezuela is one of the main ones that, where they're, they're emptying their prisons of all, their, all these folks who are there. you know, These are violent criminals. A lot of them are gang-related guys. And they're just pouring into this country. And the closer or the deeper we get into... Uh, the election season, uh, I think you've noticed, we've all noticed, it's spent all over the news that uh, we, we obviously have a massive surge right now. And I guess, you know, if you want to be benign about it, you could argue what, one of the reasons that's happening is because, well, they don't know if there's going to be a leadership change, right? So they've got to get in here now to save themselves from the oppressive government they're coming from or the crappy circumstances. The hell they are. They're young guys. You know, we were talking last week. Where the hell is it? Was it New York or where I forget where now, Chicago, Illinois, where they're they're allowing – we have it here in Texas, too, where these neighborhoods are developing or being developed that would predominantly be – set up for illegals to populate these neighborhoods and in some of these cases and especially here in Texas we're hearing where the cartels are basically going to be your HOA. And I'm thinking about this, you know, uh, as I'm watching and uh you know, you you you're you're basically inundating the country, I suspect, with a whole lot of gang people. And they're going to move into these towns and these cities where there already are gangs. Neighborhood uh, folks, gang, local neighborhoods. Holy crap! There's going to be a war just on that level—a gang war. I mean, it's you're seeing all the chess pieces lining up. But I, you know, I've been hearing for a long time. It's mostly young dudes, and you know, if that group that I saw at the resource center on Thursday afternoon is any indicator. Uh, uh or a reflection of what's happening uh by and large every single day yeah that's all young dudes why would young dudes be coming into this country in groups because they are obviously in groups i don't know I, I i was talking to van camp uh last week i think i already mentioned this on friday that you know uh watching what's happening with this surge at the border and and You know, you combine that with the images we've seen of of federal officers cutting barbed wire. And and the federal government is suing Texas on a number of different levels in regards to what we're doing to strengthen our border and protect ourselves. And it can be very depressing because I I tell you what, I'm sure you've had the same thought. The more people you see just pouring into this country, don't you kind of have the sense like we're losing it? We're losing the country uh trump said it uh infamously now uh several years back that uh you don't have a border you don't have a country you, you know what we ain't got a border we do not have a border right now and uh you you really gotta uh, mind your own mental health not to get really depressed by that because you're seeing it with your own eyes Which makes it even more galling uh, when you hear either anybody from the administration or any high-level Democrat in general who is out there uh, saying, you know, oh, it's a made-up crisis. Oh, these are poor refugees. They're huddled masses. This is the the American ideal, man. This is who we are. Uh, Oh, and by the way, Joe Biden has done more to strengthen the border than any other guy, any other president. Oh, the hell he has. Quite the opposite. And yeah, when you're importing millions of people, uh, not all of them. Some of them are good people. Got to put the disclaimer out there. But when you have vast amounts of, of people who, you know what? They're not good people. They're troublemakers. They're villains. They're gangs. They're, they're cartel guys. They're traffickers. I don't know how you undo this. I got another situation going on, and I'll tell you about the Oblate. I got another situation. I, You know, my... My birth certificate went up in the fire at my mom's house. I don't have a birth certificate right now. And I'm trying to get a birth certificate from Johnson City, uh, uh, New York, New York State, because my driver's license is going to expire next month when I have a birthday. And so I'm like, not stressing. I don't stress about anything anymore. But I'm going to like, yeah, I'm, I, I need to get my driver's license. And yet we're going to just hand these dudes government-issued ID, government-issued ID cards, right? Are they going to have to have anything to prove that they are who they are to get these IDs? No. As far as the Oblate, I've been going there for 10 years. You know, it's kind of my wife and I. It's kind of our church in a weird way. We always, you know, for years, we'd go there every Sunday and light our candles in the grotto and say our prayers. But going to the Oblate gift store, gift shop for, for a decade, and if you're familiar with that store... You know, it's got a lot of merch. Well, I went in there on Thursday, and half the shelves are empty. They're not carrying nearly as much stuff, if you will, as as they were just uh, maybe a year ago. I'm trying to think of the last time I was there, a little over a year ago. Well, what does that tell you? Uh, I tell you what it tells you. People aren't going in there. People aren't going to the grotto. People, yeah, normally, when you go by there, I don't care what time of day or day of the week it is. You always see people there uh you always see people in the gift shop you always see people walking around the campus you always see people at the grotto sitting in chairs praying nobody the only thing i can surmise is that things are so bad in that neighborhood at this point that nobody's going and point in fact when i was driving through the neighborhood on san pedro i didn't see any folks that looked non-migrant uh walking around So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't don't know how you turn this stuff around. This is evil. There's really no other way to call it. uh, Nothing, no other label to attach to it. It's evil because it's all politics. This is for political reasons, political motivations. And the people for whom it is political, they just don't give a crap about the human fallout that comes along with it. And that's depressing. Uh, Alex, how are you? (laughs)
2: Hold hey. <laughs> hey. on. Okay. Let's get well, let's get right to the point here. Oh, welcome to fall, by the way.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Almost it's, 90, it's almost Couldn't tell this weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. What what you're seeing is a true invasion. Yeah. Brought to you by the Biden administration. We are sending billions of dollars to a country. 8,000 miles away however far it is. Right. Got the guys standing in our Congress going, "Give me more money." Basically, that's what he did. It wasn't, "Please give me more money." It was, "You guys aren't doing enough, give me more money."
1: Right. No, he's, he's not even it. asking okay. anymore. Right, right.
2: No, and and we're going to do it. Yep. Meanwhile, back <laughs> at the southern border, we have border patrol agents cutting razor wire to allow people that aren't supposed to be here to walk right in and you've got to go right. get a birth certificate, and jump through hoops to do it. It's crazy. They need to arrest everybody in the White House. I'm a veteran, and every veteran out there, you guys better step up. I got it. Alex, I just –
1: Alex, I got to run. Thank you for your service, sir. We'll talk again.
0: San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: Man, we're back, Uh, 926. Got a little bajiggity on the – illegal alien crisis so I talked a little long there sorry James I was talking a little long there you got James Trevino my intrepid producer and uh, Christian Blood is still with us uh as we uh, as we uh, wait for the return of Don Morgan did y'all have a good weekend everybody have a decent weekend did you do something exciting I did yeah you had your what your your son was at a game right
3: yeah 3 and 0 baby
1: Was it, what is what is this soccer or yeah, soccer yeah 3-0, and 0, so yeah. congratulations. And what's his first name again? It's Adrian. Adrian, congratulations. Met Adrian? I met Adrian. I'm just not good with names. I forget my own name.
4: <laughs> How old is he? He's nine. Nine. Yeah, that's why I forget people's names. They're young, <laughs> useless. <laughs> young can't, useless. can't buy me a
3: beer.
1: It's a simpler number, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: James, you have a good weekend? What did you do? Yeah, you...
4: I, I won some soccer bets yeah. and uh, booked a vacation, so... It was a busy weekend. A
1: busy weekend. You know
4: what James told me last
1: week? What's that?
3: I said, James, I want to show you one of Adrian's highlights on my phone. It's soccer. He right.
1: says,
4: "Well, can I bet on it?" <laughs> I did. I did. You so he said watch. that
1: to him? Yes. yes I I, if I can't bet on it, I don't watch. <laughs> That's. I'm glad did. for your kid, but you know, I can't make no bank <laughs> off your kid. I am guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, wow. I. You know. I just something I've noticed. And I, I I don't know why this I've got like and I got to take a break I got an acting thing coming up in about a month so I don't know I can't watch anything that involves anybody acting right now I don't know why but it's freaking me out so I'm just watching my true crime stuff in the news even though there's some acting in the true crime stuff and they reenact stuff because you don't want to get tainted I, I I'm too freaked out so you know it's just better for me not to watch really good actors act you know I can't handle it right now. But TV also just sucks these days. I don't even know what's on it. There's really not a lot that's interesting beyond Forensic Files, frankly. Yeah,
3: and that's one of my favorite shows.
1: I love Forensic Files. It's a good half hour, man. You ever watch the
3: first 48 hours?
1: i used to watch that but that took too long 48 hours no the forensic files 30 minutes 30 minutes and i'm out of there i got the bad guy i move on uh, <laughs> so anyway but hey uh, then we'll take a break uh hallmark is going to be they've already put out their christmas movie list of all the new christmas movies so very soon hallmark will be rolling the christmas movies are we all happy 210-599-5555 it's sean on news 550 ktsa
0: get smart with your smart speaker Watch that tone with me, Buster. Just tell your smart speaker to play. KTSA.
3: Now streaming on your Amazon Echo.
1: And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Just uh, one more final note on the migrant crisis. And maybe we'll talk to Esteban real quick. Then I don't want to get into race and politics. That'll be fun. Uh, I guess the Castro boys, Well, at least Joaquin has come out, and now he's saying, I I saw something over the weekend that he posted that he's, I guess, not happy now with the border policies of the Biden administration. The the Democrats are starting to uh, jump off the Biden train here. Julian's on MSNBC these days, and I'm actually happy about that. I'd rather both Castro boys were out of official business and were doing stuff on TV. That's where they belong. Uh, genuinely i'm like that that's a good move for you seriously you know, <laughs> i'd rather you be on tv running your mouth and you know doing uh making screwed up decisions within the government uh beyond that but it's just kind of interesting because you know maybe six seven months ago they were calling greg abbott a racist for all his racist border policies so maybe maybe they've seen the light now they're riding the biden train is going nowhere man <laughs> The tracks are going off the uh, off the cliff there, and the Castro boys are always thinking about the future, baby. They're always thinking about the future. God bless them. God bless their hearts. Let's talk to Esteban. I know Esteban wants to talk about uh, the, the illegal alien crisis, and then we'll talk about uh, some race stuff. Uh, Esteban, how you doing?
5: All right, man. I have a friend who does some accounting work in Gonzales, mm-hmm. and he was told uh, very few places he could go. Without fear for his life, mm. because basically the cartels run the run the town. Right. You you were telling me about the neighborhood association by the cartel. It's already, unfortunately, it's already here. Yeah. As far as border enforcement being a racist, the Castro brothers would not an original idea if it bit them in the
1: butt. <laughs> no, I got. It. You're right. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Esteban. They kind of. Go with whichever way the wind's blowing at at, at any given moment. So uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So a couple of race things here. Okay, uh first off, uh representative James Clyburn, who's a black dude on a South Carolina, uh was on one of the Sunday shows yesterday and uh he's asked about m- mounting evidence against Joe Biden and uh and Hunter Biden and pay for play and all that and uh you know selling policy and 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 basically it's a paraphrase James Clyburn he's Joe Biden is just being a good dad we've heard this trip before that cuz he specifically asked about well how do you react to this business of uh all these calls that we have recordings of uh some of them we have recordings of but we know over you know a couple of dozen calls over the years right where it's hunter and his business partners his business buddies or somebody he's courting for business and joe biden hops on the phone and Clyburn's another one of of those guys that's saying well you know hunter's got a drug addiction and we all want to take care of our kids He's just being—he's being impeached for being a good dad, and you combine uh, James Clyburn's comments about Joe Biden with Joe Biden's performance at the Congressional Black Caucus Saturday night, <laughs> where he's he's talking up uh, LLJ Cool and MC Light, and he refers to uh, you know LL Cool J is that boy. By the way, that boy, and then he catches himself. First, he mispronounces his name. James, I'm not sure if that was planned or scripted or if he actually screwed that one up. Because he got a really big laugh.
4: Yeah, because he screwed it up. LLJ
1: Cool. I mean, I'm sure J. He, uh, huh? he
4: was in the room, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, okay. I think so, yeah.
4: Most likely so. That was everyone laughing like, oh, God.
1: See, I got a theory on this. What's that?
3: Because LL Cool J would have been huge back when biden was a lot younger
1: and uh, and more cognizant of his surroundings
3: i think he screwed it up
1: i think white guys should never talk about rap if they don't know anything about rap i don't talk i don't say anything about rap guys or rap in general other than it scares me and, and that's all i say
3: are you saying joe biden can't get jiggy with it
1: no i i think he only gets jiggy after he has some pudding uh, <laughs> uh some del monte pudding and uh gets a little loose down there and Needs to make it to the bathroom. Uh, so, but the point, and he calls LL Cool J a boy. And he's talking, a very bizarre thing. He's always comparing his own physique to other people. By the way, that boy, and then he catches himself, he says, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. First off, Joe, nobody wants to hear about your thighs, okay? Especially children. We don't want to hear about your thighs. But Joe Biden is an old-school Delaware racist. That's precisely what he is. Uh, he now We know famously he called the first black, I think, governor of Maryland, my old home state, uh, a boy. It's something that happens routinely. It happens so routinely that he refers to black adults as, uh, as boys that when he said it and it left his mouth, he knew he'd done something wrong. But you know what? That's who he is. He doesn't think much of black people. He's a freaking racist. Like an actual racist. Not like, we need Donald Trump to be a racist. Okay, Joe Biden actually is the real deal, okay? And that's what makes guys like James Clyburn even more puzzling. Watching black people, especially older black people, who remember if they weren't there for the civil rights movement themselves, their first generation after the civil rights movement... And watching black guys like James Clyburn just kiss the left butt cheek of a stinking racist white guy, a corrupt racist white guy like Joe Biden, is really kind of fascinating, don't you think? Kamala Harris, God, she hated his guts on the campaign trail during that primary. And now she can't shut up about how great he is. It's just, it's funny, man. Their politics supersedes their truth and their reality. Uh, and because of the politics because he's a democrat uh, we mentioned this on where and rhyme If donald trump had call, calls a black guy boy oh holy god if he'd have done that while he was president that'd have been a whole nother uh impeachment uh, <laughs> joe biden ah that boy there oh, i mean he kind of even pronounced it like a freaking uh delaware redneck boy you know at eh, boy nobody blinks, nobody says anything, Uh, they just, you know, skate right by it, skate by, remember, uh, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I mean, that's who he is. He's a freaking racist. And that's why when black politicians kiss his ass, it is even more disgusting, man. So well done, James Clyburn, man. Well, you're on the reservation there. You're on the the political plantation doing what you're told 210-599-5555 it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa
0: i think that they are smart knowledge i learn things they're entertaining informative is
1: power get some news we
0: get a lot of our news that's where i get my news news
2: and information power
0: up that's where i get my news on news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071
1: Yeah, man, News Talk 550, KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Let's go back to the phones. 210 Mike, how you doing, man?
6: Yeah, how you doing, Sean, brother? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about it. Well, I know you're right about Joe Biden because you come from that area up in Maryland, and I've been to that area. A lot of people don't realize about Delaware, what you're saying, why Joe Biden is nothing but a racist, uh, you remember a couple of years ago, he uh, he had the nerve to tell black people, "You ain't black. You ain't black unless you vote for him. You support him." <laughs> yep. You know, he, he made that comment. Then he just called LL Cool J a boy, mm. and he said he got big thighs like his 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 arms as big as. That's a racist remark right there. And, but like you said before, if Donald Trump would have said that, all hell would have broke mm. loose. You know, because I tell black people this all the time because that's the first thing they say when you mention Donald Trump. Oh, he's a racist. <laughs> uh donald i said what has donald trump ever said that was racist towards black i can't remember anything but it seems like joe biden is the one that's always saying racist remarks around black so i tell people to look a re- take a real close at Joe. look at joe biden and that's who your racist is not not donald trump and i thank you for taking my call this morning
1: thank <laughs> you mike be safe out there in the highways man uh yeah i mean if chip roy not even trump if chip roy called a black dude a boy you think i would be a big deal in the media, in the press, probably just a smidge. If Greg Abbott called a black guy a boy, you think that'd be a big news story? Oh, hell yeah. Joe Biden, ah, he's just being grandfatherly, you know. And that part of the world, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of, don't get me wrong, I know a lot of good people in Delaware, I know a lot of good people in Maryland where I grew up, And uh, but you, you will find along Chesapeake Bay especially, you will find a lot of old school racism. It's been there for generations. Uh, many of the towns uh, in the part of the world where where Joe Biden is from. Now he says he's from Scranton. He's from Scranton, but he grew up in Delaware. Uh, he spent the early his childhood in Scranton. I'll give him that. I think he moved to Delaware when they moved to Delaware, and he's like twelve or thirteen. So he spent most of his life, apart from being in freaking D.C. in the swamp, uh, in Delaware. And a lot of those towns up and down Chesapeake Bay were slave ports. <laughs> that's that's where they pulled it. They would travel down the Chesapeake Bay and they'd unload their ships. Uh, and a lot of these uh, these shore towns there or or bayside towns. And uh, in that part of the world, a lot of these small towns, it's not like here. Well, I guess it is like here where, you, you know, a lot of the small towns are pretty isolated places, you know. And you've got generations of families that have lived in that one town forever. And so you do have a lot of old-school racism in that part of the world, and that's where Joe Biden hails from. That's why I always say he's he's an old-school Delaware redneck racist. He absolutely is. They all are, that, that family. And so it is bizarre to me, and I understand it because of the politics, but it is bizarre watching so many black people in politics on the Democrat side that just look the other way when it comes to Joe Biden's racism. Because it creeps out. Look, if you're a racist, it is my thought. If you're a racist, okay, you can hide that crap as much as you want. It's going to slip out here and there. Because that's your worldview. That's how you see things. And uh, how you see things, you can mask it all you want. You can keep it quiet all you want. You can keep it hidden all you want. But it's going to slip out. And it slips out with Joe Biden on a freaking regular basis. And nobody says anything, especially black congressmen, black senators on the Democrat side. Because he just needs to be the greatest president ever. And they need Donald Trump to be racist. I think Trump, didn't Trump bring up Charlottesville again over the weekend? I think he brought up Charlottesville again over the weekend. He's done that a couple times over the past week. And and a lot of people base the racism of Donald Trump on that one quote, and it's an incomplete quote. The implication is a freaking lie. Then he said there were good people on both sides, or good Nazis. Never freaking said that. He condemned white supremacy and racism in that very same speech with the very next thing he said. But it's gone away. It doesn't exist because they need Donald Trump to be a racist, and and so uh, in, in, in that effort, they have to act like Joe Biden isn't, despite the fact that Joe Biden says racist crap all the time. Whatever really bugs him that, you know, it probably bugs him. Well, he's not cognizant anymore. He's probably hitting stage three dementia at this point. But, you know, in the days when he still had a mind, I bet it really galled him that Kamala Harris had to be his president. You know, he doesn't think much of women. We already know that. And his VP's a black chick? Oh, boy. Grand Dragon wouldn't approve of that. We'll be right back. Sean Ryma,
0: 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're
1: back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Hour number two on a On a
6: Monday!
1: The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Got some interesting stuff as far as faith in America that happened uh, uh, over the past few days. Uh, I'm sure you saw this mass baptism at the campus of Auburn University in Alabama. About 200 kids. It's funny how we call college kids kids now. I mean, yeah, relative to our age, they're kids. But they are grown-ass adults. You know that, right? (laughs) At least they're supposed to be. Anyway. I want to get off on a tangent. 200 kids uh, were baptized on campus. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how this came about, but uh, they were baptizing some kids and they didn't, or some kid wanted to be baptized during some kind of a service and they didn't have any water, so they just started baptizing people in a lake, I think. And of course, you have one coach, I believe, from the campus who was baptizing kids and the freedom from religion pukes got involved, and it's inappropriate and unconstitutional. For as a head coach, Hugh Freeze. Now, there's a name for radio, Hugh Freeze. But Hugh Freeze was uh, participating in this mass baptism, and the freedom from religion people who are extremely boring, they're just really boring people. Uh, instead of just embracing their lives as an atheists and go out there and enjoy life as a, as a practicing ath- atheist, whatever the hell that means, you know, they're all about keeping an eyeball on uh, violations and the separation <laughs> we, you know, we, which this mass baptism did not violate anything. If Auburn U- University, I, I guess, you, you know, we're saying you you if we find out you're christian you're booted off the campus you know that would be a violation of something or conversely if they said well you know you can't attend here unless you are something i don't know maybe you could make the case but they're not able to make it this way so that's going on and i, I, I we've seen this happen on college campuses across the country over the past year we had the uh, this this revolu uh, the, this these 24-hour prayer vigils and services that were going on, I think about a year ago, and when the movie came out, The Jesus Revolution. I thought that was really interesting. I have hope. But the other half of the religious news over the weekend, as we saw some polls out of Gallup, uh, especially among Democrats, and predominantly amongst Democrats, faith and religion are going bye-bye. They've dropped like 20 points, I think, overall since, 19, since they started tracking this stuff in 1999. Where we are right now in the year 2023 is that only 37% of Democrats in this country would define themselves or describe themselves as, quote, religious. Uh, an even smaller percentage uh, describe themselves as people of faith who don't have a religion, and you hear that stuff a lot from folks who don't go to church, basically, <laughs> who, don't, who aren't members of a of a of a faith community. And I'm I'm honest with you, I'm not right now currently, but you know, I I believe in God, I just don't believe in church and all that stuff. So whatever the case, the numbers on the Democrat side are dropping, faith and church and an idea of God that stuff as far as democrats is going away and i i think a lot of us would conclude what well we're going to conclude that the the god they used to worship or the god they used to uh uh have in their lives is being replaced by the god of the state and certainly you i know you guys have noticed but i'm hoping other folks who are not you know uh, necessarily talk radio conservative talk radio listeners are starting to pick up on this as well, that much of the agenda of the left in this country right now itself has taken on cult-like proportions or cult-like aspects, religious-type aspects. They treat their ideology, they treat their worldview, they treat the platform, the agenda, in and of itself as a kind of religion that you don't question. Whether it's race stuff, CRT stuff, uh tranny stuff it's that in abundance you don't question any of that crap and it's the most bizarre and absurd crap you've ever heard in your life this stuff about gender climate change Ooh, you know you question that crap and you're a flat earther they treat their own agenda as if it is a religion and the fact is the architects of this evil plot want it to be a religion They want to replace religion with their religion, which is purely political, and a lot of it is uh, fueled by a desire for money and and all that stuff. You need a, a constant stream of morons and stooges who will treat anything you tell them as far as policy, agenda, culture, as gospel. You don't question any of it. And people who do, like me, like you, what are we? we're we're infidels <laughs> it's sacrilege and so i'm not really surprised i wish i was I, it, it, the conservative numbers have remained pretty much the same we're i don't know down one or two points from 1999 mostly for the for the most part conservatives are still ranging around 60% in this country uh, uh describe themselves as religious uh, we're obviously down uh, quite a bit in recent memory from what we were at one point in this country, Was which was predominantly about 80% of Americans classically define themselves as not only religious but Christian. Uh, so what's at play here? You know, what's, what's going on here? It, it, it does kind of feel like there might be some credence to this idea that we're really in a kind of holy war that two different sides in this country are slamming up against each other. And perhaps they're going to start slamming up against each other in a in a much more profound way, and it's people of faith against people of no faith. People for whom their faith is everything. And uh, people who are about the business of cultural and political revolution for whom God means nothing. In fact, the whole idea of God is is hateful and pathetic, you know, according to those folks. And I I, I look at these things like the thing that happened at Auburn University, and, I, and again, it gives me hope. Because I'll tell you what, and th- this is my sense, and this is my life perspective, that when you're trying to fill up your existence with just, you know, the whole YOLO trip, it's all about me and what I want, what makes me happy, because a lot of this political stuff is 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 selfieism. it's it's pure ego it's you look at me i'm the smartest person in the world i know how us human beings are killing the planet you know there's, there's a religious fervor to it but i'm hoping with young people especially whose entire lives are lived on online and on their phones and playing video games and texting each other and uh, there's no real substance to that existence. That you, you reach a point, maybe uh, as you get a little older, and this is my hope, where you realize you're you're really just not being nourished in any way, shape, or form by your own life. I mean, it gets kind of boring after a while, or empty, maybe. To to wrap your entire existence around yourself. Because any faith that's a classic religion on this planet that you're going to adhere to or explore or or choose to be a part of, there's one overall message for the most part, certainly true of Christianity, it ain't about you. It's not about you. You're not the center of the universe. You'd think that people who think highly of socialism and uh, uh you know, social and political systems like socialism and communism and fascism, I guess you could toss in there. You'd think that they would like the idea or or think more of the idea uh, of the Christian ethic that, hey, y- y- do for your brother, do for your sister, help people out, you know, be in service. And that they despise it. But there comes a point where, as an individual... I think you 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 start tripping over your own emptiness if that makes sense and there's just nothing to fill it and that's what faith is for me that's what my relationship with god is which is a very imperfect relationship but it nourishes me it fills me up you know it's it and and without that You know, I really can't imagine how my life would have turned out because I've had all kinds of issues that I've brought into my own life. And I I told Trey earlier on Where and Rhyme, you know, without God, without my faith in God, more than likely I'd be either dead in jail or divorced or all three. (laughs) I got one divorce on the board, you know. And I can tell you at my worst moment in my life, It was my faith, even if I was only hanging on by my fingernails. It was my faith ultimately that got me through. And so when I look at these numbers, and you got a lot of Democrats, that's what the numbers show us, who, for whom that means nothing, and it's not a part of their life. I I notice more and more with younger people, it's really just not a part of their existence. It doesn't compute. And uh, you you. You fear for them. I fear for them. Like, like you, you, At some point, you're going to wake up and realize that all this selfieism and all this YOLO crap really didn't do a damn thing for you. So I'm hoping that when you see these events take place, like at Auburn, where 200 young people wanted to be baptized, I think a lot more of them start waking up as they get a little older, get a few more years into their belt, and they're going to want something. They're going to want some kind of spiritual nourishment. And perhaps that's what we see at play with some of these things, like this baptism. The again going back a year or so to the to these uh, these campus twenty uh, four hour prayer services and vigils. You know, I, I hope that that catches on more because the numbers are dismal across the board as far as how many people just identify in this country as people of faith uh is is on the slide and it's it's sad and depressing to watch so you hope it gets turned around 210-599-5555 if you have any thoughts on that give us a call it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa
0: the sean Rima show san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071
1: and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM One. Going to talk to Brian here in a second. Also, Bob Menendez is going to be speaking soon about these uh, three counts of conspiracy that he's uh, being charged with. And uh, after the uh, authorities found, you know, envelopes filled with cash and gold bars in his closet, in the pockets of his jackets. And uh, just for laughs, James, if he starts talking, we'll go to that. is he going to resign aoc wants him to resign so that's it buddy you better do it
4: it sounds like he's going in about five minutes okay
1: so we'll see if we can bring it to you we will if we can't ah, that's not going to break my heart but really i just want to hear what the guy says has to say for laughs uh i'll get my thoughts on bob menendez here in a minute but first here's brian brian how are you
5: hey sean I'm, i'm great um I'm I'm calling to thank you and thank Trey for, uh, sharing your faith. Um, you guys inspired me two years ago to, to, to pray, um, the first time in 30 years. Oh, wow. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I felt like I was unredeemable and it was August two years ago and, uh, I don't remember what it was that you guys said that morning, but, um, you, <laughs> you inspired me, Sean. Um, um, and I, I asked Jesus to help me and I, uh, I felt comfort right away. And I, I just, uh, I, I had a friend invite me to church the very next day and we went and me and my family had been attending a church. For a couple of years and I, i've gotten to know god and um you're you're um sharing your faith inspired that and I, I just wanted to let you know been wanting to let you guys both know and uh that's it sean
1: Man, if brother, Absolutely. if I had any small, if we had any small part in that, I uh, that that makes my that makes my day, man. I'm I'm so happy for you. It, 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 I tell you what, for me, it's made all. I I many times I have reached that point in my life where I thought of myself as unredeemable, and I'm just a lost cause, yeah. and th- there's no point to it. And it was that that's, that brought me back. Because you know what, God doesn't make it. God job. doesn't make any mistakes. <laughs>
5: Absolutely
1: right. You know, he didn't make a mistake with you. He didn't make a mistake with me. You know, and there's nothing we can't that that we could do on this planet that we can't walk back from, as long as we're walking with God. So I I am so happy for you, and you you just made me smile, man, and brought a little tear to my eye. That means everything. (laughs)
5: Right. Thank you, Sean.
1: Well, God bless you, Brian. You have
5: you have you have a blessed day. You too,
1: sir. You too. Wow. It don't take much. You know, I mean, it's. I guess this is where I get, and maybe it's because of just the past five, six years my family has just had their asses kicked you know we were, my wife and I were talking about this again last night, and we're both people of faith she's been a she's a lifelong Catholic I'm a Christian, and it really does make all the difference in the world you You may not even realize it at the moment when you're going through it, but people like the freedom from religion people and like people who just in general talk. A word I can't say on the radio about faith uh, because, I don't know, they got burned somewhere along the way or maybe they're just bitter weirdos or they just have a desire to lash out at people for some bizarre reason. I don't get it. And they blame everything on faith and people of faith are horrible people and they're filled with hatred. And certainly there are folks who are that. There are people who use their faith uh, to promote or to justify their own crummy behavior. But the vast majority of people who are people of faith are guys just are people just like Brian, people just like me. Uh, And that that hateful faith, that stupid and childish religion stuff. You know what? There there are moments where that means everything to a person. It's like the people who can't shut up about thoughts and prayers. or keep your thoughts and prayers to yourself. We need legislation. We need action, not thoughts and prayers. And I'll tell you what, I've been through a couple of moments in my life where thoughts and prayers meant everything. And I can't stand people who are about the business of insulting people and and, and bringing people down who use and bringing their faith down because that faith saved their ass at one moment. And if you don't like it, you're not into church, you're not into God, you're not into Jesus... Well, then just shut the hell up about it and go about your, your atheist life and enjoy it. Leave people alone. 210-599-5555 is Jason. Jason, how you doing? Hey, great, uh, Rima. Hey, yeah uh, one, one thing cool about you and Trey um, is you guys don't force it on everybody. You guys just, you know, you all throw it out there. You talk about it and And uh it's cool, y'all don't uh
3: you know force your faith and prayers i all Before I do they, all they, i
1: let me just jump it all I do is tell you what's happened with me and what's worked for me that's all I'll ever do that's all I do now, you know
3: yeah, and i I tell you that's what's cool what's what's not cool is forcing tranny and all that other crap uh. on me that's what <laughs> those guys do, but you just put something out there real light and and about ninety five percent of the American citizens believe the same thing and
1: everybody freaks out yep. they want you to force eat what they want to tell you but when you say something light right. uh, they're not tolerant no they're not i gotta Keep run up, jason dude. thank you brother i gotta run 210-599-5555 it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa what are we
0: talking about
3: Mr. president biden and the entire biden crime family Vladimir Putin, Putin. Putin. Chris
0: news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071
1: and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, Bob Menendez started speaking out of Union City, New Jersey, a few minutes ago. Let's go ahead and take a listen uh, to what's he, what he's saying Every here. Day on
3: behalf of the 9 million people who call New Jersey home, including doing everything we can this week to avoid a government shutdown, uh, deliver critical funding for states affected by catastrophic natural disasters, and ensure the people of Ukraine have everything they need to defeat Putin. <laughs> And I'll return to Washington this week to do exactly that.
4: Now, let me just say a few words in Spanish. Buenos días. All right,
3: well.
1: <laughs> Some of you might understand this, but I don't.
4: Great timing, Bob.
1: Well, I, I said, you know, if we could go to him, but I, he started talking right when we had to take a break. So, and plus, you know, talking to my Christian brother there I thought was more valuable yes. hearing what this guy is going to uh, spew out. And he didn't disappoint.
4: And he's not taking any Questions no, from reporters. he's
1: not taking any questions. That's not shocking. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Christian, I know you were listening. He uh, basically said the prosecutors are getting it wrong. You know, sometimes prosecutors get it wrong, Mr. Man.
3: And I didn't hear him say this, but the reports I've read this morning on uh, several of the wires is he wants to run for re-election. <laughs>
1: Good luck, buddy. I mean, what AOC said. turns on your ass, say, exactly. and you're a Democrat, it's over. This
3: might not be a good thing.
1: And uh, he spent a goodly amount of time talking about, you know, because we're, we're talking about three Egyptian businessmen that we think uh, were involved in some kind of dealio with him as far as policy regarding Egypt. <laughs> But they're, there, they're doing the split screen with the gold bars I'm they just found. Gonna, exactly. And You've got the envelopes cash. of cash. And he's, what he said, what I heard is he said, Oh, this is all money that I uh, withdrew from my personal account from my legally acquired wealth, basically. And he wants to avoid the government shutdown, Sean. And he's, yeah, I got to get back to doing the business <laughs> of avoiding this government shutdown. <laughs> yeah,
4: right, right, right.
1: Uh... And Uh uh, then he he spent a fairly chunky amount of time talking about all the stuff he's, you know, as far as Egypt and their human rights record, I've been at the forefront of that battle forever. He spent a lot of time talking about his policy towards Egypt, (laughs) you know, uh, why? Well, because he's getting freaking (laughs) gold bars handed over from guys in turbans. You know, I mean, it's come on. Well, I don't know if they're wearing turbans. That was highly racist. How very racist. I'm just saying, the guy, dude, you should have just not said anything at all, man. Is he really running for re-election? That's, that's I
3: mean, I, we're going to cut up the audio here. Right. But that's what text reports this morning are suggesting that he uh, he's he's not going to bow out.
1: Bob, you made bank, baby. It's just time to bow <laughs> out. You know, you got, you're got. you not going to have to go work <laughs> at the Circle K to make ends meet. You know, you'll be all right. Uh, they're going to charge you and... You're you're a political guy, so you you probably won't even get the ankle bracelet. Okay, so if they're not busting Hunter, you're you're going to be fine. Well, actually, it kind of feels like they're tossing Bob on the fire. Maybe they want to toss old Bob on the fire, and then they can. The Democrats can make the claim. well, see. We clean house because AOC was saying that yesterday. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. A if you're corrupt, you got to go. Distraction. You're a distraction. We're trying to help the American people here.
3: Or do you think that they're trying to distract us with this?
1: I, I'm, I'm, they're probably more than likely. Uh, you know, uh, he's like I. I feel he's more like a sacrificial goat, tied to the stake, waiting for the T Rex to show up. You know, because they could say then they could make the claim, oh no, 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 we root out corruption where it rears its ugly head. But what Bob Menendez's guilt is uh, being charged with or indicted for is exactly what Biden. Uh, is what we're finding out about Biden. It's Don't the same damn the, b- deal.
3: You think the timing is a bit suspicious?
1: Oh well, yeah, uh, Not suspicious. But it it works for him, yeah. Because you've got mounting evidence. Now we had another IRS guy come out, I think uh, a few days ago, saying, "Oh no, we were told to step, step, stand down mm-hmm. by the DOJ and the administration in regards to uh, investigating Hunter." So they gotta they gotta tie a goat to a stake, man. They gotta give somebody. <laughs> And they're going to give him fat, weird, old Bob Menendez (laughs) that really nobody gives a crap. I mean, no, Bob Menendez doesn't come up in discussion on a routine basis. You know what I mean? He's on what committee was he on? I had barely heard of him before this. Yeah, nobody cares about Bob Menendez. And more than likely, he's guilty of the same crap they're all guilty of. I mean, I I think this is just standard fare. For folks in the swamp uh, to enrich themselves through political influence, he's not the only one. Well, it says but there. he's sacrificial,
3: huh? He says, "I believe I will be exonerated."
1: Who cares? Either yeah, you know, well, good luck with that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Wow, it's kind of hard to say that you you were withdrawing. Gold bars uh, from your personal bank account. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You <just> walk around <laughs> those in your pocket. Well, or it what? should be easy to prove if that's what he did. Yeah, he, they would have had to have been in a box, wouldn't they? A uh, yep. uh, safety
4: deposit box. Yeah. Or uh, in the cash, then there should be a receipt of a withdrawal of cash, Bob. <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's
1: not pulling up, you know, at the ATM. You know yeah. what I mean? Gonna get my gold bar. Uh, uh, At a freaking Safeway in New Jersey. And then, yeah, I'd like to withdraw two gold bars, please. No, the ones with the Egyptian writing on it. They're on uh, with the Egyptian stamps there. Can you put those through the drawer? You know, I mean, obviously he's corrupt. But when guys like that, you know, are standing out there in front of microphones and they got to prattle on it, I mean, he just, the more he talked about how his policy towards Egypt has been unfavorable for Egypt, the more you sort of know, you've been getting paid off from Egypt, haven't you? Because if you haven't, you wouldn't be rambling about it, would you? Omar Sharif is showing up at your, you know, your cocktail parties. Oh, wait, he's dead, sorry. Someone who looks like Omar Sharif. I'm just saying, you know, the, the guy's a corrupt piece of crap. He's one in a thousand p- corrupt pieces of crap. But they're going to because the Democrats they're tossing him on the coals, man. They are. They are dropping Menendez. They got to give. They got to give up somebody. <laughs> well, they do. They got to give up somebody so they can make the claim, right, James? Aren't you having the same thought? They got to make. This, they can make the claim that, oh no, no, we're, we care about corruption and we don't allow for it. <sighs> and there, so they are going to you know throw this. <laughs> just, mi- just toss this tamale out there you it's know? getting so-, so
4: bad i just want to be the goat and let the t-rex take me just out just take yeah right <laughs> jesus
1: because you know again when aoc is starting to say you need to resign it says a lot what the hell who paid for that damn uh eat the rich dress there uh uh alexandria <laughs> or Orif- alexandria orifice cortez <laughs> as i prefer to call her so i'm sorry we didn't bring you any audio from bob menendez but who cares? He, he's just—he's a—he's a pimple. He's—he's—he's he's, he, he's a fat piece of crap who has been, you know, enriching himself allegedly via his, uh, you know, his senator, senatorial seat, and, uh, and nobody is shocked. But he is guilty, uh, allegedly guilty of everything we believe the president to be guilty of, but more. So it's the farce continues. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five
4: fifty five. In the morning time makes me think about different things going on in the world.
0: Just what you need to start your day. I
2: listen every morning from the time I get up.
1: I get up early, uh, early in the morning. Get
0: your day going. A little help from your friends. You friend. Can't beat it on the way to work on five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one.
1: And we're back. Final few moments of the show. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, phone lines are open if you want to get in at the tail end of things. Otherwise, we'll hand it over to Markley Van Campen and Robbins. 210 599 5555. Again, the Bob Menendez, uh, the very thrilling and bullcrap laden uh, uh, appearance by Bob Menendez in Union City, New Jersey. Which exit? uh is uh has wrapped and uh did the second half in uh in the espanol and uh but i uh, you know again he he he's a corrupt politician spinning his wheels and telling you just you know he needs to get back to doing the work of the people of new jersey he's such a devoted public servant but you know it's funny but during his press conference he's talking about how all of those trans, all that money was, rem- I-, I withdrew it from my legal savings account based upon the money I had made via my own efforts over the years. Who's paying Bob Menendez, like, tens of thousands of dollars to show up at their university?
4: That was over $480,000 cash found in his home.
1: It- cash in his home? Yeah. He's just making, you know, what a bunch of crap. They're going <laughs> to toss his ass on the fire. Oh, and then we have that alligator that ate that chick. Uh, that was <laughs> the story over the weekend. Weren't we all kind of icked out by that just a little bit? Did you see that in Florida? Uh, somebody was looking out their window, and they saw a freaking alligator that was, I think, upwards of 13 feet long. Yeah, that was a big gator. It's a big lizard, man. Yeah. That's or are they amphibians? Poor matchup. And uh, the lower half of a woman's body, some guy saw that there was a body hanging out of this this alligator's mouth. And he started recording. What else is he going to do? There's well, half a body.
4: He's not going to save you a lot. Like call 911. We
1: recorded. Well, he, he did, did call 911, but he started recording. But then again, you know, at first I had a reaction to that over the weekend. Like, Ew. But if I saw an alligator carting through my neighborhood, well, you know, strolling down New Gilbo Road with a dude <laughs> hanging out of its mouth, I'd probably turn the phone camera on, too.
3: It's realistic, yeah.
1: But, you know, it is kind of icky. And I guess the the woman, unfortunately, and I'm not trying to belittle her, the tragedy of, of her, her family, but I guess she was had some difficulties with the law. And she'd spent a lot of time around this area, in this lake, I guess, in this uh, in this Florida neighborhood. I don't know.
3: But I the saw woman the, the woman
5: did?
1: I guess yeah. That's yeah, what it's saying local. now. To yeah. local chick that everybody kinda knew as being trouble or whatever, and I guess she would disappear and go hang out in this lake. I don't know.
3: So was this karma?
1: I don't know, but I, you know, a Gator made a purse out of her. I mean, a guy a Gator just comes up underneath, her, I imagine you don't know they're there.
4: Thir- Thir- no- Thirteen feet is big. Nobody man. gets eaten by a shark on land.
1: No, that's true. You yeah. got to so be in their water. You got to go right?
4: to their territory to yep. get it on.
1: That Gator ate that chick. Probably went into a death <laughs> roll. Did you know that? Did you? <laughs> Did you all know that when a gator munches on you, what he does is then he goes into a death roll and starts spinning round and round and all of a sudden you're having a bad day. And dizzy. And dizzy. <laughs> Dork. The motion sickness must be killer. Uh oh, so, you know, both of y'all. Well, you know.
3: <laughs> We're having fun James. Alligator ain't a check. I
1: gotta you gotta do something with it. But the, the the video the images that they put out there is pretty gruesome. You know, because you see a gator sitting there on the land, and it's got a big old <laughs> smear a, of blood. A lot of blood. My wife pointed this out over the weekend, and she's right, that, you, well, you know, we're the ones encroaching on their territory. You want to go play in a gator's house, you, you, you might have a bad... I was surprised by how few gator killings there really are, though. Because I saw the stats, like, for the past hundred years, it's been... Like four hundred people have been killed by alligators in this country. Which when you think about it, is not it's really not that many. Uh the problem they have in Florida are the non indigenous critters uh that have been introduced there that are that are you know, the the big snakes and the anacondas and all that crap, the pythons.
4: One Floridian was interviewed and she said, I never thought there would be an alligator in this part of Florida
1: why exactly why you're in florida man you know they got they got skeeters the size of cessna plains and you got freaking large prehistoric reptiles that prowl around and might eat you you've eaten alligator before haven't you james very good very it actually is good, good. Mm. christian it tastes just like chicken <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it actually tastes just like chicken. It tastes like chicken, it does. Yeah. I had a can of some soup of some kind at one point that had gator meat in it. I don't remember anything special about it. Well I, I what I want to do, since we're just riffing on this, um, I've always wanted to eat rattlesnake. It tastes,
4: it tastes like chicken too. I've
1: heard that tastes just like chicken. Mm-hmm. But I like I'd like to have a bear steak at some point, you know. I like consuming animals that could ordinarily kill me. You know what I mean? Like, it makes me feel powerful.
4: I'll show you.
1: I'll show, I'll you, eat you. you. Raise
4: your fist in the air. That's right. I'm eating you.
1: <laughs> I want a bear steak. I want a ra- I want some rattlesnake poppers. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to eat some chunked gator. <laughs> oh, deep I want a fried. great, I want a great white steak. I bet that would be good, man. Shark. And shark is really tasty. I have had that. Whew, now I'm getting hungry. And oh, by the way, since we're, oh. we have to, James has a review. Uh you know I love I love Chick-fil-A cuz it's Jesus food. We love eating at Chick-fil-A. We uh, we go to Chick-fil-A about once a week. Uh and they had premiered this new sandwich which is a pimento cheese sandwich
4: with uh candied jalapenos and honey.
1: Now I love candied jalapenos. I always have a jar of candied jalapenos in my in my fridge. But James went out and took one for the team and he had one on Friday in your review?
4: Yeah, the cheese it gets too melty and it's the it's just a very messy sandwich.
1: Ugh. Was the flavor any good though? Or? It
4: it the candied jalapenos, I bet you those stay. Right. I bet you that sticks around and you can go just get a regular Chick-fil-A right. and say, "Give me uh, candied jalapenos instead of pickles." Right. That worked good. The pimento cheese it just got runny, melty, yeah, it, it didn't. It wasn't as good as I had hoped.
1: Oh man, for me,
4: it might be glorious for someone else. That's fine.
1: Maybe I'll still. I don't. I don't like messy burgers or messy sandwiches. I I've, just. I don't. went through
4: all the sa- all the napkins they put in the bag. I went through all of them.
1: Unless you're eating dripping barbecue, which then you know we all got crap in our face when we're eating drippy barbecue. But like sandwiches that are gross and and dripping all over you, I don't dig that. It's got to taste really, really good for me to enjoy that. But
4: if they keep the candied jalapenos, that I liked a lot.
1: Those are great. I discovered those a couple of years ago. By, my friend Nancy up in uh, uh, Bandera, who owns that Spirits of Texas store, they, they have a lot of canned goods up there. And I bought my first jar of uh, candied jalapenos uh, a few years ago. And it, it, my wife and I just went through them of course then i ended up in the hospital with diverticulitis but i that might have been the ghost pepper salsa i was eating because everybody's like no you're never eating spicy food again but candied jalapenos you can just eat them they just pop them in your mouth one right after the other and it's delicious man
4: oh get so them. i had high hopes yeah, i know I was, I was bummed out man
1: I Wonder if jesus is disappointed like you know <laughs> you can do a little better the next time you're you're working in the corporate kitchen there trying to figure out the new recipes okay
4: <laughs> yeah, someone got lazy.
1: Someone did. That, that sounds sloppy and weird, and I don't like sloppy and weird. Okay, uh, that's the show. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. And Let's do that. <laughs> and Monday. And Monday is in the books. Mark Lee cabin Robbins up next. Thank you, James. Take five. Elaine Rodriguez and Christian Blonde and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>